You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. There we go. All right. On today's episode, um, it's going to be more like a conversation. Uh, We don't have any big articles. We don't have any big research. It's just two friends talking about something that's been on my mind a lot. And um, over the summer, some of you know this, I've been listening. Over the summer, I've been really trying to practice just a calm energy, find my rest, really all that stuff. And I've been Uh, you know, working on my sleep and how much caffeine and getting massages. Like I'm doing all these things and it's been awesome. And and just to really bring that peaceful calmness to me and to calm that nervous energy. So in all that, I had an aha. And so it started where Corey and I were on a road trip. We were coming back from Calgary and he said the phrase, nice guys finish last. And I thought, huh. And we ended up having this like two hour discussion about nice guys finishing last. And I went, there's something here. There's something here. And I've actually been coaching it lately. And I'd like to share with you, Brenda, what I'm learning. I'd love to hear your input. And for people listening, if you can relate or agree, disagree, please let us know. Because this is fresh off the press. And I really do believe it's we need to coach this. This needs to be something that people, you know, I think it's something that people really, a lot of people are similar to me. All right. So, so anyways, do you want to say anything before I dive in? No, I'm, I'm so here for it. I, the only thing I have to include is, um, when you brought this to me, I was like, yes, this is such a thing. I want to explore it with you. I'm ready. And my mind immediately went to the, the old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, which I feel like these two things are related but I'm sure we'll get there. So that's okay, so let's, I love it. So let's do this because I like that to your, that thing about the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It is pretty cool that you thought that phrase when I told you about nice guys finish last. So I think it's, it's a yes and. And if we could stay in those two thoughts the whole time we're talking, I think I, I'd love to see what comes out of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. I think there's a there's a a bell curve like a spectrum of what being nice looks like. I think there's really healthy versions of being nice and I think there's really unhealthy versions of being nice. I am struggling I'm noticing that I'm struggling with the unhealthy versions of being nice. Okay. So nice is pleasant, agreeable, flexible, accommodating. It's great. Who doesn't like nice people? <laughs> so like today, I'm going to go see a friend of mine. She's on vacation in Palm Springs. And I'm not. She is and I'm not. And so I said, well, I'll just meet you wherever you want to meet. And we're going to we're end up, we're going to meet at the resort she's at. And that might come across like I'm really nice. But I really am. Like that really is genuinely what I want. I want. She's on vacation. I'm not. It's There's nothing more than 30 minutes around here. It's not hard for me. Let her stay there and rest and I'll go join her for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. That is a nice thing to do, but that's really sincere. It's really sincere. Okay. Um, So another one that where I'm nice and I want to throw back at you. 
I am okay with people being late. It really is okay with me when people, like if I'm coaching, they're running behind, or if I'm at a coffee shop and they're not there yet, I'm okay because I'm going to stay busy. I'm going to people watch. I'll get on my laptop. It really is okay. And part of me is I want to give what's given back to me. So I'm okay with that. So that comes across as nice, but I am genuinely okay with someone being late because it just life happens. And I have plenty of things I can keep myself busy while I wait. So to me, those are healthy versions of me being nice. So I want to throw back at you. When you think of nice in a healthy way, what, what thoughts do you have? Uh, it's funny because, well, first off, what really jumps out at me is in both of your examples, I find the, both the behavior to be very accommodating and accommodating isn't necessarily something that I would couple in with nice, uh if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. (laughs) Like I think that, I think that it can be nice to be accommodating, but, um, it's, I don't know, like for me, my mind almost goes to accommodating can sometimes be that, uh, negative form of nice. Yep. But it can also be the nice form of nice or the good kind of nice. Yes. So that's, anyway, it's tangent. But when I think of nice, I think of, uh, I think one of the words you said earlier was agreeable. That word comes to mind for sure when I think of people Mm -hmm. being nice, um, people just being pleasant, somebody that I feel like I can be um, at ease around. That's a word that comes to mind when I think of people that are nice. Uh, They typically... You know, make you feel at at ease. Um, And I think when I think of nice, when I think about being nice as well as receiving niceties, um, it for me, and this might be a little woo woo, but I think a lot about like the energy, the energy exchange. So, like, Mm. if if you can uh, leave the interaction with the same energy you had or feeling Mm. more energized by the interaction, then that to me is a nice, you know interaction or conversation or setting. (laughs) So good. I like that. Because when it's genuine, nice, it's authentic, and it really comes from a true place of yourself. And you're not complaining about it. Like, I'm not going to come, I'm not, I have no desire or interest to complain. I'm going to go see my friend as the result. I really am happy to do that. I don't have a complaint in me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a like, yeah, I have to go there because, you know, I don't have that. I am really looking forward to it. So I know that that nice is enough from a healthy, accommodating, pleasant, agreeable place. Right. Okay. So we'll segue. Um, so uh, several years ago, and this is a good story. It's going to sound horrible, but it's actually a good story. Um, I had an individual say to me, you're nice. And I said, I'm kind. No, you're nice. I said, I'm kind. No, you're nice. I don't like it. And it was, it really like, and that individual was a hundred percent right because I was hiding behind niceties and I wasn't being truly, honestly myself. And I chose to be adaptable and flexible to please other people, afraid Mm. to offend, to do, and they, they read it. They read it. So That's the segue. So the segue of nice is I put here. So I've been thinking about this. It's not honest. 
Because if I'm going to have a negative feeling when I walk away or a complaining feeling or something where I'm, I'm tired or I'm just not settled or something, I just chose nice in, an, in a healthy way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it shows fear. Why am I afraid to say what I really think or speak forthrightly or all those things? And the one that really got me, <clears throat> excuse me, the one that really got me was how much over-talking I have to do. When I'm nice, I have to, instead of being really direct, I fill the space with a lot of words, a lot of explaining, a lot of everything. And then the conversation gets lost. The whole, my whole who I am gets lost in this nice thing. And it, it doesn't leave, like you said, it doesn't leave that whimsical or lighthearted levity kind of feeling. It, there's not that. There's something off. Okay, so I want to throw it back at you. What do you think about this unhealthy version of nice? Definitely. Uh, when you were talking just now, I the word like saccharine came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when something's overly sweet or just too you know, too syrupy, too nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think that's, that's what came to my mind as you were, uh, made that comment about someone who had said that you were nice. And so it's funny because when I think of the, the negative version of nice, um, I guess like a lot of things we talk about here, like it is such a spectrum. And what I think is interesting about the negative version of nice, in, in my opinion, for me is it's it's at either ends of the extremes of nice. So if like you're too nice, mm-hmm. then now it's negative nice. Mm-hmm. But then if you're not nice enough, mm-hmm. that's also you're negative jerk. nice. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. now you're yeah, now you're being yeah. rude. Yeah, uh, you're being too direct. You're being mm-hmm. you know curt, whatever. But then if you're too nice, because maybe it doesn't feel authentic, or it feels like there's an ulterior motive, or you're trying to get something with this overly nice behavior, then that's negative too. So mm-hmm. it, it honestly, like, <laughs> I find myself feeling a bit frustrated by it, mm-hmm. because it, it's, where are those lines? Because I think those lines also do change depending on what kind of setting you're in and what, you know, the circumstance mm-hmm. is. And so I think that can be really hard to identify um, in any one given situation. Like, where is this perfect in-between, you know, Goldilocks version of nice? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that triggered a thought to me about um, there's also polite. Like, there's a time where nice is polite. Right. It's a polite thing to do, and that's okay. And so you may complain, but you're being polite, and that's okay. It's a polite version of yourself. So it's not really... You know, you're not putting your voice out there. You're not, you're just being polite. So maybe you're really tired and you're on the subway and somebody, an elderly person comes and you're polite and give your chair up. It's a nice thing to do, but you're exhausted. And you're like, no, it's a polite thing to do, you know? So there is that, there is also that kind of component as well. Right. Nice. There are times to be polite. There are times to be nice when it's truly, genuinely flowing out of your true self and then there's not there's times you're not supposed to be nice okay so do you have any other thoughts because I'm going to move us to what's the opposite of nice yes okay okay (laughs) so this is the really this is like the meat potatoes here so so when I thought about fear um over explaining um 
that not honest, I'm not responding that, oh, that's fine. That's totally fine. I'll do that for you. And this martyrdom or whatever this nice thing is, nice guys finish last, whatever that nice thing is. Some people listening, if maybe ask yourself, like, where are you nice and why? Like where this thing of, are you hoping what goes around comes around? Are you hoping that you're modeling mutual respect? Like, but what if it's not what you're supposed to do? It sounds like it's noble. Like it sounds like it's a good thing to do is to be nice. But what if it's actually not healthy? And so it's just causing more of an unhealthy or maybe it's feeding into a toxic thing. So I want to know with you, Brenda, like, like if you think in the workplace, think with neighbors, you think with family members, with friends, with your partners, you know, like there's times where we choose nice and it's, it's not okay to choose nice. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like nice is because I also in my life think that I have been called too nice or overly mm. nice or, you know, um, and I don't know, I, you know, honestly, in full disclosure, I do tend to avoid conflict. I don't like conflict. Uh, I will, you know, approach conversations that are uncomfortable if I feel it's necessary, but I am the kind of person that tends to just like water off a duck's back or whatever that saying is, if you will, unless it's something that's really bothering me, um, just because I do tend to avoid conflict. So I will admit that that not, might not be (laughs) the best, you know, way of being, but here we are. And, um, I guess nice for me has always been a bit of a path of least resistance. Um, Mm. it's a way to fly under the radar. It's Mm. a way to just be, you know, another, I don't know, just to not make waves, I guess. If you're being nice, if you're being polite, then you're not really sticking out in any one sort of way. Um, which, Mm -hmm. haha, nice guys finish last, right? (laughs) Exactly. Boy, I mean, isn't that wild that you said that and then went, wait, that's what the wait, like we, we just proved it. We just proved that quote, you know, right now. So keep going. Yeah. Um, right. And so I think, I guess, you know, I, I'm unfolding it as I speak live here, but, um, yeah, I think for me, nice is a way that it is easy to just be amenable. You can have good interactions with people, but they, they don't typically stick out and it's just a, I don't know, you just become Mm -hmm. another, another nice face. Mm Okay, like even that, like they don't typically stick out. They're in the shadows, they're in the hiding, like nice. And it has a bit of a martyrdom to it when it's not done from a real genuine place of nice. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> and I, I, okay, so the opposite, here's my opinion on the opposite of nice. And I've started coaching it and I'm coaching it myself and people, but I, I think it's it's an important it's in the air. I feel like it's in the air because I've been bringing it up quite a bit. So I feel like it's in the air. I believe there's four, I wrote here, I believe there's four qualities that if you're being nice, you don't compromise these four qualities. One is you're, you're nice and direct. Mm. You're nice and clear. You're nice and assertive. You're nice and confident. And I would say that 
If you compromise any of those four qualities, you are in an unhealthy place of nicety. If you're not being clear, not being direct, not being assertive and not being confident in that niceness, there's then there's a problem. There's something going on inside me or you or the people listening. Okay, so I want to throw that at you and tell me what your initial thoughts are. Uh, well, the words assertive and direct jump out at me. And I think immediately what comes to mind is I, I like that you're pairing those words with nice. I, because I think that it gives us permission to find a place where nice can hold both those things. I, for me, I think a lot of times when I think of nice, I don't necessarily also think direct. I don't necessarily also Mm -hmm. think assertive. I think being assertive or direct sometimes, um, that is going to instead bring up connotations of somebody being rude or, you know, something that's not Mm -hmm. nice. (laughs) So I like that you're saying, no, there is a way that we can have both. Um, And I believe that's true as well. But it's even hearing you say it, it's funny how quickly my brain thinks, well, no, that's not nice. And then I have to sit with it for a minute and then I can come back to, no, there is a way. There is a way to be direct and nice. There is a Mm -hmm. way to be assertive and nice. But my brain tells me that that's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they don't exist. They, there's no way they could exist in the same system or whatever. Right. So, okay. So going back to um, what a nice means. <clears throat> so I'm assertive and I'm agreeable. I'm direct and I'm agreeable. I'm uh, clear and I'm agreeable. I'm confident and I'm agreeable or uh, pleasant. I'm assertive and I'm pleasant. I'm direct and I'm pleasant. I am clear and I'm pleasant and I'm confident and I'm pleasant. Like when you take nice out and you throw the synonyms of the word nice, all of a sudden mm-hmm. it makes more sense. Right. Yeah. I can, you can be direct and pleasant, but can you be direct and nice? Well, it's like almost, it's supposed to be one in the same, it's in the same word family. You know? Right. So, it, but can you see how it's this word like nice, nice is? Yeah. yeah. It's like it's taken on its own meaning. Yeah. <laughs> like, like nice is no longer just pleasant and agreeable because as you just said, when you just switch in the word agreeable or pleasant, all of a sudden it seems so normal. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this word nice is morphed into something mm-hmm. where it does have a bit of an, a negative, not negative connotation necessarily, but when we think nice, I think we go more to that extreme end of it. The extreme nice mm-hmm. where now it's not authentic. Corey tells a story about a gentleman where when he would pay for dinner, he would say, um, have whatever you want on the menu, anything you want, steak and lobster, go for it. And whatever that first beverage of choices, have that. And then after that, it's all yours. Like you're responsible for the rest of the bill. And this thing of how nice of him to pay for the bill and yet how direct and clear on what he was offering, like how far as nice went, it only went up to a point. But I, I like that. I actually yeah. find that really admirable yeah. um, because you're setting a boundary with your 
nicety. Uh, and you know how much I love a boundary. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I like that. And, and you are, you're being authentic that way. Um, that to me is a very nice, a very nice example. It's a very, it's a, it's a very um, good example of what, what we are defining as the good, good, nice, the nice, the healthy, nice. <laughs> Cause I was also uh, coaching a woman and she was being overextended because she's got a really strong people focus. And so saying no is difficult for her. And so what we've been working on is for her to practice. I, I can do that, but I can only do that on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday between nine and 10. Would any of those times work for you? It's not, and she's still being very direct, very served, not overextending herself. And she still gets to be the nice, that nice leader, but she has, she's very clear on when she can be nice or when she can be direct, when she can, we, she can be others focused. So that, that thing of it's, it's the freedom to go, I, I need to stay true to me without compromising, without compromising my directness, my confidence, my clarity, and my assertiveness and still love right. people, you know? Yeah. And what I, again, what I like about your example with your, your friend right now, uh, again, is that she's establishing a boundary. Mm. So I don't know if maybe we're, maybe we're onto something here, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but, and in, in the, that example as well, she's allowing herself to be direct and pleasant and or agreeable yeah. and yeah. or nice <laughs> because she is, she is putting out there, as you said, when she has the capacity, when she has the availability to offer her niceness. <laughs> so going back to your, um, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. How do you, I'd love to hear your brain on that. We've got, yeah, we still got time here. So I'd love to hear your yeah, brain on what, what was it when I said, nice guys finished last that you went instant. I mean, you went instantly into the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So I'd love to hear where your perspective on that yeah I I'm not sure why my mind went there so like it was it's like the second you said that I was like and the squeaky wheel gets the grease yeah and I guess in my mind I almost see them like two sides of the same coin because you have nice guys finish last the saying so all the people that are in the nice bucket are finishing last so then where are all the people that aren't the nice people what bucket are they in? Well, they're the squeaky mm. wheels. They're the loud people. They're the people that are direct. They are being assertive. They're really putting themselves out there. They are not being nice and getting lost in the fray. They're like out here being loud in themselves and, and they're getting the grease, like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So I guess that's why my mind went there so immediately because I feel like the squeaky wheels are the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they're on the opposite end of the spectrum of the, of the nice guys. So I guess for me, the reason my mind went there is because we have these like two extremes in these examples. And, you know, I'm always about like finding that in between. So, (laughs) so I think that's why my mind went there. You know, you have these nice guys finish last, you have all the other guys that are being the squeaky wheel guys getting the grease, but, um, is there an in-between? Is there something that's not being a nice guy that's finishing last or a squeaky wheel that's getting the grease? Because I don't want to be a squeaky wheel right. to get to get somewhere, but I don't want to f- finish last because I'm being nice. So 
I just feel like I'm at a loss. Like, where does that leave me? Am I squeaky half the time and nice the other half the time? Like, (laughs) you know, or is there some sort of, you know, behavior that lives in between? And I think you've answered it a bit just in your examples and what you were saying with these four points, you know, can you be nice and direct? Can you be nice and confident? Can you be nice and assertive? And can you be nice and clear? Um, And I think perhaps that is a bit of the answer to that in-between place where you're not being squeaky wheel, but you're not being nice guy because you're Mm -hmm. taking the best from both worlds because squeaky wheel is nice or excuse me squeaky wheel is assertive squeaky wheel is is direct squeaky you know what I mean so so it's almost like you're taking the best from squeaky wheel and the best from nice and you're combining them together there it is there it is because I was just thinking a squeaky wheel if they were listening right now they go but I am direct I am clear I am assertive I am confident so what's the problem I'm doing that and maybe compromising the kindness, the politeness, the niceness that really makes it wow, you know? Mm -hmm. And so maybe on the squeaky wheel side, hey, don't forget that nice approach, that kind, that polite, that flexible, that accommodating, all those, you know, agreeable, pleasant, that people love that. Right. (laughs) We can't, neither one can compromise the other. That's what I'm hearing you saying. Yeah, I think It's almost like they both lean into the center more. Right. Exactly. Um, Mm. And I suppose in that sense, that's where we're finding that in-between space that I love Mm. to live in, where you're not, you know, on one end or the other. You're not in this binary. You're somewhere where you're holding both spaces. Um, And, you know, the paradox that we've talked about before, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Where you can have two and we can Mm. have two viewpoints at the same time. So here's my thing. What do we leave with people who don't want to be a squeaky wheel, but I don't want to be that kind of person, so I choose nice because I'm afraid I'll come across that way. And I think I'll tell you what I'm learning from myself is you don't come across that way. I, When you're smiling and you're talking warmly and I'm direct, clear, assertive, and confident, it's actually enjoyable. It's pleasant. It's it's enjoyable for everybody participating because they don't have to wonder what you're trying to say or what your motive is or what, why are you acting that way and all. Like everything's so clear. And that's the whole thing is you can be a squeaky wheel <laughs> and get the grease because you need the grease, right? right. <laughs> squeaky, wheels, squeaky wheels do need grease. But you can, you actually have an advantage when, if you've been all your life or for the last few years been taking more of the nice approach, you're at an advantage because now all you're doing is adding those four qualities. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to change except that you're just going to be a lot more, uh, just a lot more engaged. You know, people are right. going to be, I really understand where you're coming from. So for people that are afraid of the squeaky wheel, it's, it's not a bad thing to be a squeaky wheel. It's how you're a squeaky wheel that causes right. problems. Right. And, you know, earlier we were talking about this idea of being authentic if you're being nice. So if, if it's really authentic, if it's genuinely what you want to do, then you're no longer, you know, you're not approaching that negative or unhealthy kind of niceness. And that's where mind, my mind goes a bit with the squeaky wheels. Um, you know, is, is your squeaky wheelness is authentic? Is that really you? Or are you being that way because you're trying to get some particular sort of outcome 
Um, that would be a place I would think would be for me, that's where I'd want to start exploring with myself. If I was a squeaky wheel person, like, okay, where, why am I a squeaky wheel? Like, where's this coming from? Is this just authentically who I am? Um, then great. And then, as you said, Karen, maybe just see if you can start to add in some of those, those, you know, agreeable or <laughs> mm-hmm. accommodating or pleasant, uh, behaviors as well. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tricky one, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not a squeaky wheel, so I I don't know how to speak to that as much mm-hmm. because uh, it's it's unfamiliar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we we're at the end, but I have one oh, other thought that I wanted to throw out uh, based off something you said just a moment ago. You know, there's this idea that I've been seeing all over in like memes and Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. And it's not a new idea. And it's something we've definitely talked about before, but perceptions and this idea that, you know, there are millions, well, maybe not millions, but hundreds (laughs) of different versions of yourself that exist in reality. Because there's the version of yourself that you have. And then there's the version Mm -hmm. of the self that every single person you know has of you. Like nobody agrees on Mm -hmm. who you are, not even yourself. Right. So so um, where I'm getting with all of this is that when you are being a squeaky wheel or when you're being, you know, a nice guy, I think sometimes those behaviors are informed by outcomes. So like you were saying, like what we want from something. And I think for me, if I can always remember that, like my perception of myself is just my perception and I can't control what other people are going to think of me. I can't control what their perceptions are. I have no idea what their perceptions are. So there's no point in me like changing my behavior. Well, excuse me, let me rephrase that. There's no point in me like being too squeaky or too nice because I think that that's going to change someone's Mm. perception or that, or because I'm trying to control, you know, how I'm going to be perceived. Like it's almost a motivator not to go so swing so far to the niceties because it really doesn't change that much. It's not going to. Right. Exactly. Like if you're finding that you're being really, really nice because you're hoping to control the way that you're being perceived or you're hoping that it's going to, you know, uh, end in you being perceived in a certain way, like it doesn't need to be that way because you can't Mm -hmm. control how you're going to be perceived. They're going to perceive you however you they want to. So, so it's about what you were saying. It's more about like what your outcome is because it's what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is my parting note. There it is. Perfect. (laughs) No, thank you, Karen, for bringing this topic to the table. It was really fun to have a more casual conversation with you today. And I'm excited to see uh, if anybody has any feedback. Yeah. Thanks guys. We'll be back next week on a new episode of Do That Well.